Long play. V reset to I left wing, U flex. Full back right, half back Q8, crunch right, flex wide counter. Bone, deep key left, boundary. I right west, squeeze, U left. Toss 99 bus. Six jet, Frisco, half back chip. Slow screen right, dynamite, full back follow on ducks, on ducks right. We're going to be looking for big plays all game long from Tyrol Smoochie Wallace. And let's not forget the tight ends. Brandon Rush and Jeff Lyons. This is Three Point Stance Magazine. Hello and welcome to another edition of Three Point Stance Magazine alongside Jeff Lyons. I am Brandon Rush. Not to cause any panic, but there are only seven football games remaining in this season. All in the NFL as the college football slate is behind us. Divisional round playoffs this week. Conference championship games next week in the Super Bowl in three weeks. Looking back and putting a bow, Jeff, on the college football season, Alabama thumps Ohio State in the national championship game. Devontae Smith just scored again. And uh, as it stands, uh, Nick Saban, a lot more titles than anybody else in, in going. How how long do you think Nick Saban's going to carry on with this? For as long as he's upright right now. So you're, he's, he's going to go full Paterno? Yeah, except the difference is I, I think he'll be cognizant when he's kind of losing it. I don't see him out there. He's not a Rob Rock guy, so there's no way in hell that if he gets Paterno type, he could keep coaching. Or he would turn a blind eye to sexual assault. Yeah, that too. I, I, I just get a feeling. This. Yep. Uh, I mean, it, again, you know, we, we need to both pat ourselves on the back for this one. We called it a year ago that they were winning the title right. just because we saw who was coming back. Right. And the scary thing for me is – you could argue not just on the championships, but on what he's done, that Saban is probably the best football coach ever. At any because level or in college? Any level, because he's the only guy I've ever seen who's actually adapted himself to what the surrounding, I guess, you know, or fad is for 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 sport. And he's been willing to allow his offenses to change to fit their 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 style and to fit their players. It, yeah, but think about his personality. If you had told him back in, you know, when he was coaching those LSU teams that, hey, 15 years from now, you're going to start winning football games 48 to 42. Oh, he would have lost his mind. Yeah, he would have. But that's what happened. It took him a few years, but he now his grip comes to grips of is I don't need to stop him every play. I just need to have more stops than they do. Yep. And, and that's amazing to see that for Nick Saban, you know, he would think that way because it really, it's not even. Five years ago, that his teams were built like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, that I mean, was that was still. It's just amazing. He adapted. I mean, how many? I don't think like Bill Belichick could adapt. No, you know, no. I mean, he's he's always had this defensive identity. I don't think if the pro got to the point that they were going to just be a high scoring shootout thing, he could tolerate it. Looking ahead towards next year. I mean, Alabama returns four starters on offense. They lose their offensive coordinator. They bring in Bill O'Brien, which would be a hell of a reclamation project for Nick Saban Love if it. he can if he can Love do it. anything with Bill O'Brien. It's win-win for for Saban and Alabama. Um, well, but, and, and by the way, Bryce Young might be the best Alabama quarterback we ever see. That's possible, and that's scary considering some of the guys they put out. And, and you know, again, you and I we had we've been allowed long enough to have these discussions. Christian Hackenberg was a fucking stud under Bill O'Brien. You know, Deshaun Watson, my biggest knock on Watson was he threw way too many picks in college. Mm -hmm. He stopped throwing picks when he got, got to tutelage under O'Brien. Right. I mean, 
the trend is, and, and this is where, you know, people are hindsight now is 2020 and they don't want to admit to this thing. They're turning like a blind eye to it. When Watson was coming out of school, that's all they talked about was, you know, he threw so many picks. And when you jump up a level in competition, the picks don't go down. So that's why they always kind of justified where he fell in the draft. But now it's like, oh, man, you know, everyone whiffed on him or whatever else. And I think that's crap. But for me, like, you have to really start going back and take a look at what O'Brien's done and his kind of footprint and his body of work. And, and you realize that the dude can coach QBs and coach offense. He just can't. He should have never been running a football team. Yeah, I don't think anybody will uh, that that knows what they're talking about will question his play calling ability uh, or his his coach ability. But yeah, in terms of shopping for the groceries, Jesus, get him away from from everything. <laughs> my, you know, my five year old could have figured some better stuff. I, I I just hope for Alabama's sake that he doesn't have to do any kind of like recruiting at all. Just be like, I you, you just walk in the first day of practice and be like, oh, what's your name? Okay, cool. Here's the, here's the play we're gonna run. Well, yeah, his his recruiting's basically going to be. I coach Tom Brady. I coached, you know, he he can just list everybody that he's coached. Sure. That's going to be his recruiting, and then showing off his Super Bowl rings. So uh, Bill O'Brien gets a job. Doug Peterson loses his. Uh, were you surprised to see that the Eagles fired him a week after Black Monday? I, I'm surprised that it – so I'm surprised how late it took, but I'm not surprised apparently the way that it went down that he just told him, fuck you, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's awesome. And, and, you know, I think behind the scenes, no one's going to talk about it, but it did come back down to, I think he wanted to move on from Wentz, and it sounds like the Eagles don't want to move on from Wentz yet. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of money tied up in him, so it makes sense that the the, the team would want to, or the organization, I should say, would want to maintain some support for their investment. But whew, that was that was a surprise. Uh, the other surprise is that it was a surprise. But I mean, you know, the way that it happened too, you got to wonder if there's something else sitting out there. Mm-hmm. Because you don't typically just walk into your boss's office and get in an argument, be like, "Fuck you, I'm not doing it your way." Then fire me, unless you knew, hey, if I get fired, this opens me up to another job. I, I mean, we have to openly just admit right now with this Urban Meyer news, Trevor Lawrence may not go number one. There's, Which means that Jets job could be getting Trevor Lawrence. It's very possible. Um, now, and that's a whole other conversation to uh, to to jump into. We'll we'll put a pin in the urban talk to talk Chicago Bears because uh, it, it would like why? Was, well, you, I mean, it was you a just surprise. Want to torture me? Well, no, I'm saying. I, 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 I mean, this is like I'm in football hell. I, I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan, and I have a coach who won't adapt like Nick Saban did to go beat a team. And now I have to deal with this bear shit that happened two days ago or yesterday. So the for those who don't know, the surprise was that the Eagles did end up firing Doug Peterson after a week after Black Monday. And then the Bears didn't get rid of their general manager or head coach. Uh, that was probably what which was the bigger surprise, Peterson getting fired or, or Nagy being employed still. Peterson getting fired. But here's the thing is it wasn't the fact that Nagy still has his job. It's that the entire press conference about Nagy keeping his job and Pace keeping his job was saying that they embraced mediocrity. (laughs) So, I mean, the direct quote from Ted Phillips, who's the president of the team, stated, are we happy that the wins are there? No. Are we happy that we haven't, you know, won anything? No. So, but we feel all the other pieces are in place. So you're not winning and you have no Super Bowls, but you're okay with that. (laughs) 
So you're telling me that, again, it, 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 the entire press conference screamed, we're awesome and cool with mediocrity. That's what we want. Just get us to being average and you get to keep your job. Right. And then they spent half the time talking about the quarterback position and that it was something that, you know, that they need to address and it's going to be high on the radar. But my bigger thing on this one, Brandon, was part of the reason why these guys got to keep their job was the way that they handled COVID and the fact this is even better and the team culture in the fact that after they lost six games in a row, they came out and won three straight. Which, by the way, that team culture is so awesome. You, during the course of the year, had two players ejected for throwing punches in the middle of the game who were wide receivers when you were shorthanded at that freaking position. Uh, that Saints fight still cracks me up. Which one? The first one or the second one? The, the one where the dude like snatched the dude's chain and then punched him in the helmet. Oh, yeah. That was the first one. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But that was whims. And then, of course, Anthony Miller does it on the next play. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Pace does or the next game and Pace doesn't get, you know, cracked over the head for this enough. But Anthony Miller was a third round pick or a second round pick. They and they traded up for him. They gave up picks for him. And he's a bonehead. Like he's at, he everyone says he has the utmost talent. Dude doesn't care about what what needs to do to run routes, doesn't put in the work, and he's garbage mm. in practice. So why why is he – I mean, why are we not crucifying Pace over this? And, you know, they talk about how great this team culture is and where this team is and that they're really close. They have no quarterback. You know, I and they're saying they're moving on from Mitch, so I have no idea what the plan is because it's not Nick Foles. They need multiple offensive linemen. They need multiple wide receivers, and their best wide receiver basically just told them, you had 365 days to renegotiate my deal, and you elected not to. I'm walking. Okay? They need cornerback depth. They have no edge rusher, and they need linebacker depth. Oh, they're totally with it. Oh, and by the way, their head coach's scheme that everyone derides and says is garbage can't get players open no matter who he puts in at the quarterback position. Right. So, and he was so great at calling plays that they stripped him from it. So, yeah, they're close. Totally tell the culture and the team is close. I mean, I feel it. You know, the fact is they're in South. The, this thing that scares me is these guys are in like a, you need to win next year, you're out mode. Mm -hmm. What does that do to someone, especially someone who's a general manager? It makes them panic. And what are they going to do? Go do a stupid trade. I could totally see him give up three first rounders for Deshaun Watson and be like, well, what, if I get fired next year, who cares? I, I, It's not my problem. Right. Mortgaging the future for something that's not going to pay off now. Right. I, I think your only answer, unfortunately, is this whole Darnold deal is maybe you go after him. Uh, Haskins is way too big of a bonehead to take a risk on. I mean, you could maybe try to trot some money out to Heineke and give him Matt Flynn stuff, but then you have Taylor Heineke and Nick Foles. And you got to remember, whoever's going on this team is getting backed up by Nick Foles at $20 million a year. Big, big, uh, big stretch there. That's, yeah. That's not so. Funny. The only one that I could come up with that I feel personally is worth the risk, Josh Rosen's going to be a free agent. I think he already is, isn't he? Wasn't he flat well, out? No, released? he's on the Bucks. He's on the Bucks practice squad. Okay, I did not know that he had, he had signed. Okay, but still, they, the Bucks have been protecting him pretty much every week, so you couldn't even snatch him. Hmm. 
So I, I feel like Josh Rosen would be the dude that if you wanted to take a risk that costs no money and doesn't cost you a draft pick, you go after him. That makes sense. Makes absolute but, sense. I mean, I, I think the Bears could get away with it, but if he sucks, then next year's just got even worse. But I'd rather have him suck for a year to get a good draft pick than be in football hell like they are right now. Something else that doesn't make a lot of sense, at least to me, is Urban Meyer taking over the reins of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jeff, give me any reason to think that this is a good idea for either party. Because he's bringing the band back together. Charlie Strong's going to be his DC, bro. And? Isn't that hilarious? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I forget. They they already said one of his offensive coordinators is going to be a guy who coached under him a, a long time ago. I think he's trying to bring back the entire Florida staff. Wow. You know, they probably all have homes out there. It's probably a short drive for them. Why not? I mean, my question is, is like, does does Tim Tebow coach quarterbacks and be offensive coordinator and running back coach? Or, I mean, is he going to be like the Chuck Norris of Jacksonville or what's going on? I here? mean, he's got to decide if he wants still wants to play double A baseball. Right. Right. Well, you could technically play baseball because the uh, minor league season doesn't go as long as the pro. You can't. And then come play back minor and coach. League baseball and coach professional football. You just no. there's no way. Dude, but it's Tim Tebow. I mean, God in him will figure it out. <laughs> Not, I'm leaving, leaving that one right there. <laughs> yeah, um, leave that one right there. Uh, you know, but, but what uh, what's the path again, forward? I, you know what's crazy on this? It, one, this now throws the biggest curveball ever in the draft because Josh Fields was his recru- mm-hmm. was one of his recruits. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins is out there. Yeah, I, he's not going to take Haskins. I think. I don't I mean, think he can Card- risk his Cardale Jones. I mean, if we're getting the fucking band back together, let's go. Yeah, well, I don't think he's going to go down that road. I mean, God, Cardale might be, you know, 500 pounds by now for all we know, too. But I, I just – I can totally see him justifying taking fields. And if that happens, all hell breaks loose, man. Right, and, and I'm willing to bet that – I mean, th- this hiring alone is going to drive Sports Talk Radio for easily two to three weeks. Until Yeah. Especially after the season's over, because someone's going to put it out there. Oh, Justin Fields, you know, his agent or Urban's agent or someone's going to start feeding Schefter and and Kuiper and all these guys and be like, oh, well, you know, there's talk that Justin Fields may go. And then, like you said earlier, that puts all the pressure on the Jets at two to really take Trevor Lawrence if that's the case. I'm about 90% of the belief that, that Lawrence is going to go number one, but we're going to have weeks upon weeks of that conversation. I mean, could you imagine, though, if it goes that route and that the Jets had been getting fried for like two months because they won a game? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're like sitting there going, they still get the guy it's that the, everybody wants. It's it's a total draft day Bo Callahan scenario. Yeah, I just <laughs> nice. Except I don't think Trevor Lawrence has a 10 cent head. Um, I guess my whole thing on this is what would benefit Meyer is his system. Fields knows his system. So you don't have to, you know, explain to a rookie QB how to run your system. But from from all reports, Meyer's just going to be a figurehead. He's not going to be calling plays. Yeah, but if he brings his – I doubt he's not going to be – he may not call plays, but he's going to bring his system. going to install the system, sure. Right. And, and, you know, they've even talked about it, and a lot of players have said this too. A lot of players have ties back to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a UFA, you know, an unrestricted free agent – you at least got to kick the tires and go into the Jags. I mean, and he, 
the I technically when you step back and look at this, they could cut this rebuild down to like a year or two. They could uh, go go heavy free agency. Um, you know, playing for a guy that uh, a lot of players are familiar with, playing in a state with no state uh, income tax. Yeah, and you also are going to basically get the top pick in every single round. Mm-hmm. So you're guaranteed three of what the top seventy five players. Well, and I think with trades and everything, I believe that they have. They already have three of the top 40. Yeah. So, I mean, you could stack up there and get talent. You know, I could easily see him doing some crazy stuff like he's, you know, he gets a quarterback. Then maybe he gets like Kyle Pitts. Uh, You could see it really weird. Like what happens and you could start kind of scratching your head saying this team's actually going to be a lot better, a lot quicker than we thought they were. I am very much in the camp of this has disaster written all over it. This is Steve Spurrier. This is. The original time Nick Saban went to the NFL, this is – I don't see a path to success for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. So so here's the question for you on this, okay? If you were going to take right now, which team would you – and this is actually a, a passionate question. Yes. It's going to involve you. Do you like the Arizona Cardinals' future better or the Jacksonville Jaguars' future better? I will go with Arizona. Just because, just because they of, of the 53. The guys that are on that roster right now. What if I told you I don't know if Murray's going to make it? Risk I'm willing to run. I mean, I really got to tell you, like, the more I started watching some film on him and everything, I'm kind of out there saying I understand he was hurt, but how hurt was he? Because he regressed in the middle of last year, and he regressed during crunch time. How much of that, though, is on him, and how much of that is on Cliff Kingsbury's play calling? I don't. I can't tell you that because I don't know the inner workings of what was going on. But Fair. if you're asking, if I'm asking that question, I mean, now I've kind of seen Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray for two years. I I, I like the open endedness of Urban Meyer with his quarterback and what it would look like. You know, that's that's all I'm saying is sure. I feel like there's if you're looking at some up and coming teams, I, I I like where the Jags might be going with this if they do it right and they. I mean, they're getting the guys in place at least that, you know, you have more confidence than before. Sure. The biggest problem is, is I can't trust Shaw Khan to stay out of it. No, that's that's a huge problem uh, of, of any coach, I think, is is that that communication trust between owner, GM and everything else. Uh, jobs that are open. I'll ask you, Jeff, what's the most desirable job that's open? Is it the Lions, the Jets, the Eagles, the Chargers? Chargers, because they have their quarterback. And a pretty good defense, and and they're they have a big set. They're they're they have salary cap opening. Like I would have told you, I throw the Eagles in there, but the Eagles' salary cap is so fucked up that they are in trouble. Yeah, they're gonna have to pay Carson Wentz a ton of money either way. If they keep him, they're paying a ton of money. If they lose him or, or send him off or something like that, I think it's like a twenty-two million dollar cap hit. Right. Well, I mean, you know, talk about another scary thing is what the Steelers are gonna look like next oh, year. Jesus. That team. Because either they take a $40 million cap hit or a $22 million cap hit with Ben. Mm. So, I mean, they're, you know, and they crash quick. Now, they can hide behind all these injuries, and that's fine. But they couldn't run the football, and they looked at garbage passing it. So, where are you going to get your offense next year from? That's going to be probably the next uh, the next big question. Uh, last year, Jeff, we saw a lot of quarterback movement. Um, I think we're going to have a fair amount this year. Rivers, Stafford, Ben, which which quarterbacks, big name quarterbacks are on the move in 2021? Uh, well, I 
I think you're going to see Rivers, Stafford, Wentz, um, Darnold. Deshaun? I think, it, yeah, Watson's definitely going to be out there because I think he's starting to play hardball. You know, the one that, that I'm kind of getting a little interest on that I'm wondering about, too, um, is where Jameis is going to go. Mm-hmm. Because I don't see him staying – unless they're going to give him the starting job, I don't see him staying in New Orleans. I think the big announcement will be Drew Brees retiring. I was going to say, I, I'll tell you right now, they are not giving Jameis Winston that job. Right. Well, if they way. give Taysom Hill that job, then they're all going to get fired. Exactly. And, and so, at that point. But that, again, then that puts another team that's out there now looking for a quarterback. Yep. Very. And, I mean, they're talk, they've made a comment, too, that they're talking about the Carolina Panthers want to draft a quarterback. Mm. Which, if that happens, what are you doing with Bridgewater, right. man? So you went out and ma- gave this guy a ton of money to be a stopgap for two years? Right. I just, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. I'm kind of wondering where this whole Rodgers thing is going to go, too. Because, you know, now we're second-year Jordan Love. He hasn't seen the field. You know, I, I, there, I, I think there's a lot of shoes and shuffling to go on that we haven't really thought in that right. may, you know, go forward. But... Again, if I'm taking a job, I want the Chargers job with Herbert. And and last you know. question I'll I'll throw out there prior to uh, our our break here and getting into the uh, divisional round games this weekend. Uh, last week on last week's episode, you correctly stated you don't think the firings are done in terms of head coaches in the NFL. Uh, any 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 other uh, prognostications you want to throw out about NFL coaches this week? I I think. There's going to be a bigger issue about the whole hiring a guy while he's still a playoff contender. You know, I, 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 I know the Browns are really getting hyped up saying they can beat the Chiefs. I know people are saying not look over this. I feel the Chiefs are going to win. My biggest thing right now is I think people are passing up on Eric Bieniemy because of the fact he's still going to be coaching for another three or four weeks. And I, I just feel like that's a big miss i honestly feel that's a cop-out because you're not going to have guys in the building for three or four weeks so if he's coaching some other team what fucking difference does it make dude and and, you know i I get what everyone's freaking out about andy Reid's coaching tree but dude the bill belichick tree is worse i mean if if that's the i mean if we're going off that right if we're going off that um at least andy Reid has someone else with a super bowl under his (laughs) belt that's from his coaching sure and peterson yeah um, yeah, I mean, if, if that's if, if we're just going to hire off pedigrees, then then why why even why are we even interviewing people? Right. Well, and I think part of the problem too is you know you have a lot of teams that still have not plugged their GM hole, mm-hmm. and you can't. I, I personally believe you cannot hire a head coach till you hire a GM. I absolutely agree because that. So that's... I I think whatever's out there in this shit that got started with BM and me, I I want more than inside sources are saying this. I want a name on that. This is one of those times where I really want a name that someone's out there saying that this is the problem. Yep. And I want to hear that it's from a team who's searching for a head coach. I want to hear someone on the bears was talking shit and said, Oh, the lions can't find a coach because, or they want the enemy, but it's kind of messed up. But I do feel that the NFL is going to get a lot of pushback. If certain guys don't get hired, yep. that they're going to have to figure out a way to get around this whole, what do we do if we get hired by, you know, if another team really wants to hire a guy and he's stuck, you know, coaching the Super Bowl or coaching whatever else and can't make that move. Yep. He's Jeff. And, and one, one final thing on that. I'm shocked that Byron Leftwich has not been getting any job talk. Absolutely with you. And, and unfortunately for him, I feel like the enemy has got to be the domino in order for him to get hired. 
he's not going to get a well, job until until the enemy does. The only way I think that that's not been going on is there's got to be some backroom deal in Tampa. I think he's head coach and waiting in Tampa, and they Ooh. just won't admit to it. Spicy. Because you and I both know Arians isn't going to keep going. No. He so can't. maybe it's like he said, um, maybe Arians turned to him and said, I'm going to go until Brady ends, and Brady's got probably a year or two left. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't be shocked that that wouldn't be the backroom deal out there. But it's been very odd that he was a hot candidate until about like six weeks ago, and right. then all of a sudden he fell off the map. And I'm like, um, dude's team's been getting better, not worse. What the hell's going on here? Spicy. Absolutely spicy. All right, he's Jeff Lyons. I'm Brandon Rush. This is Three Points Dance Magazine. When we return, we dive into the four games this weekend. Uh, one I have absolutely zero interest in watching. The other three? Oof. This could, this could be a big weekend, big statement weekend for a lot of teams and players on the biggest stage. This is Three Points Dance Magazine. Hey, this is the Fat Jack. Another weekend is here. What a great run in the playoffs we are on. Basketball's on fire. We absolutely are dialed in as we head deeper into the playoffs. Are you ready to make money in 2021 betting the games? Go to FatJackSports.com. It's well less than $70 a week when you sign up for the longer packages. You can get the Early Bird Special, which is available now. Get all the plays through the 2022 Super Bowl, basketball and football. Pay it out monthly over the next up to 10 months, and you will win. Call 1-800-298-1383, or better yet, go to FatJackSports.com. Get this weekend selections. They're only $99. Everything is texted to your cell phone or emailed to you, or get everything through the next year's Super Bowl and win all year long betting the game. So that's FatJackSports.com. Sign up today. We're dialed in for the playoffs. We're going to have a great run through hoop season. Get signed up today. Make 2021 a winning one betting the games at FatJackSports.com. Drizzly makes it easy to shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and liquor from wherever I am. I just open the app, find what I want, and it's at my door in under 60 minutes. Drizzly. Ding dong, Drizzly. Things have been a little quiet around here. We've missed the fun. We've missed the excitement. We've missed the entertainment. We've missed the nightlife. But most of all, we've missed you. We're getting with Caesar's Rewards. We can't wait to welcome you back. You're going to want to be there when the party returns. For Atlantic City, Vegas, and everywhere in between, go to 3psmag.com, click the Caesar's Rewards banner, and start planning for that party a year in the making. This is Three Point Stands Magazine. Now back to our hosts, Brandon Rush and Jeff Lyons. Welcome back. It is Three Point Stance Magazine. He's Jeff. I'm Brandon. We are brought to you by Caesars Rewards. The Sweet Escape Sale is now on. You can stay at a Caesars Palace Las Vegas suite starting at 109 a night. You're going to want to go out to Vegas, Atlantic City, wherever there's a casino uh, that has uh, that Caesars owns. You're going to want to go as soon as you get your shot or if you're just throwing caution in the wind, fuck it, let's go. Uh, Caesars, you can, like I said, get a suite at Caesars for 109 a night. Uh, the the Caesars Rewards Suite Escape Sale is back with suites for $55 a night. You can stay at any of the Caesars properties uh, for rather cheap in a suite. Uh, go to 3psmag.com, click the Caesars Rewards banner, and uh, start booking the trip that you've been waiting a year to take. 
Jeff, NFL is in full effect into the uh, the playoff swing now as we are down to seven games remaining in the 2021 season. The, uh, the, the divisional round games this weekend uh, have a bunch of intrigue. On the AFC side, you've got all the young quarterbacks. You've got Baker. You've got Mahomes. You've got uh, Dar- uh, Darnold. Jesus. Uh, you've got uh, Josh Allen. You've got Lamar Jackson. The NFC is the old heads. Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, and then whatever the hell the Rams are going to do. It, it is weird, though, that, that it's so segmented like that. It's 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 definitely like old-school senior circuit baseball where it's like, you know, all the young guys are here, all the old guys are here. It's a fluke, maybe. It, it is a fluke. It's But, I mean, you know, sooner or later, you have to kind of turn the reins over to people. Right. And, and they need to step up. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, the I, I'm looking forward to the Ravens-Bills game, but I'm not – I, I kind of almost got turned off by it by the fact that Lamar Jackson's complaining about that it might be snowing. Yeah, he's never played in the snow, and he was uh, asked about that earlier in the week. Uh, the last reports I saw were looking about maybe a 40% chance of snow on Sunday night uh, when the Ravens take on Buffalo. Um, let me ask you this. Of the eight quarterbacks, actually we'll go seven because the Rams issue is weird with Goff having a thumb issue, Blake Bortles being activated. Eh, I'm going to leave them out of the discussion. But of the other seven quarterbacks, who is the most important to their legacy or to their the story of this quarterback for that that player to get a win? I, I think you're. I think you have to circle the Ravens Bills game. You know, whoever wins that game is going to kind of cement that they're a great leader and they're a great quarterback and all this other stuff. And the other one's going to hear, well, they made it and they won their first game, but they can't get over that hump and get to the championship sure. game yet. Okay, that's I. I I think, I mean, there's a lot. The other one I threw out there too is I, I couldn't tell you how important the Brown or Baker Mayfield is. I mean, imagine Baker Mayfield getting this win. Right. That kind of then buys him time, which is what he needs. But if he if they get stomped or he loses this game for him, it's going to be a totally different discussion going in next year. I I, I would uh, I won't go that far now that I mean they got a, a playoff win so they they've at least erased that monkey off their backs. Um, now if, if they get blown out and then they start next year, one and three, then yes, absolutely. But I, I don't know that for, for Baker so much, uh, that it's a, um, that it's a, a, a big, uh, like a must win for, his, for a, a legacy or for a narrative. I'm with you on Baltimore and Buffalo though. I, I think that really can answer a lot of questions about what these two quarterbacks mean to their, their programs going forward. Yeah. I'd like to see what rank the uh, schedule was for the Browns this past year because I'm looking it over and you know I'll just openly sit there and say to you I think next year they're going to have a much tougher schedule and it's going to be a much tougher road for them to hoe I mean they finished what third in that in that division yeah so it's not going to get harder (sighs) it should on certain levels because you made the playoffs right no it's it's based off your off your off your finished, uh, I thought it was off your finished. Yeah, but at the same time too, they're not going to get to play the NFC East. That's that's going to be uh, problematic. Uh, the strength of NFL schedule played the Browns. Jeff were thirty one out of thirty two teams. Yes. <laughs> Just the well, that's because they had get to play the Bengals twice, and they got to play the NFC East. The uh, the second easiest schedule in the in the NFL. Um, uh, four... So 
No, so yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think it blows the doors off, but I think it is a big deal for him if he wins. It, it would just set him up in the sense that he's plowing through. Breeze and Brady, oh, I mean, Breeze and Brady, it, it's great. I just, I got to be honest, I wasn't impressed by the Saints this past weekend. No, I was not either. And and they had, I mean, they probably had one of the more winnable games uh, in the playoffs for sure. The they did not have any kind of cohesiveness. They did not have any kind of intimidation. The running game was not there. Uh, and and yet again, and it feels like we're beating this drum for for the last eighteen months. When they finally do get a little bit of momentum, hey, let's just throw in Taysom Hill. Let's see what we can fuck up now. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing was too is the Bears were short-handed. Right. I mean, Roquan Smith didn't play. Who was the is the best coverage heart linebacker? Soul, heart and soul of that defense. I running backs. In the NFL, he is the best coverage linebacker against running backs in the NFL. Like, that's a proven stat, and you still couldn't take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I I do like the Bucks in this game. I do, too. I mean, I, 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 but I am going to throw it out there. I can see the Rams upsetting the Packers. Just strictly because of the defense? Strictly because of the defense. Okay. And the fact that they do have a decent running game. And the Packers can't, when they, still can't stop them. When, when they stick to it. Uh, just so just for the record, Cleveland plays the NFC North next year. Nice. So they got to go Bears, Packers, they Vikings. Go, they go to Chicago, Lions. to Detroit, home for Green Bay and Minnesota. I, I think they'll go 2-2 two and two against that team, that division. I mean, they went four and zero versus the East. East. I mean, a lot of people went four and zero against the East this year. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's that's easy for them to pick up some wins here. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's talk about the individual matchups here. Rams Packers, the first game out of the box on Saturday afternoon, four thirty five kick on Fox. Um, no John Wolford, uh, so Jared Goff and his broken thumb heading into Green Bay, where it's going to be about twenty something degrees. I I honestly feel that Blake Bortles is the wild card in this game. If Goff is ineffective, they bring in Bortles, who hasn't played in, what, a year and a half? Yep. Um, and, and I think you're right. That that Rams defense is special, uh, at least in up front and then in the secondary. The linebackers have some work to do. But um, the, the Green, Bay, Green Bay's inability to consistently run the football is going to put them, I think, in some very predictable down-and-distance situations, and that is just a green light for that defense to just pin their ears back. Yeah, well, remember, you have a really big problem that you don't have Bakhtiari at left tackle. And they signed a guy to off the Colts practice squad. So I, and I can't remember the guy's name right now, and I'm sorry for not doing all the homework, but there was a guy that the Colts had on their practice squad who played in the playoff game last week for the Colts was put back on the practice squad. The Packers then signed him off the practice squad, and they plan on playing him in the game, except he got COVID. Yeah. So, so that's denial a of having that awesomeness happen. <laughs> that's that's a problem. Yeah, but so so what I'm really what I'm trying to say on this though is you're now short your left tackle. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to double team Aaron Donald. <sighs> I mean, this is going to be a weird pick your poison when they go three four and what they're going to do. Yeah. And Leonard Floyd's been playing out of his mind. Playing good ball. Yep. And I don't know why. I mean. I think if he's going one-on-one -on -one against a backup, it could be ugly. 
I mean, this is one of those they're going to have to figure out a way that I mean, they're going to basically have to go max, max protect, protect chip yep. and then hope that Adams and Lazard can get open or MVS or something. Yeah, cuz they they're yeah. they're going to have to throw the ball to win this game. And that that's scary to say considering how bad that they looked down the stretch. Talking about and the Rams. Adam, Adams is going to have Ramsey on him. <sighs> Good luck with that. So, I mean, in, in Ramsey has if you look at Ramsey's game stats this year and who he guarded against, no one went off. So you're going to magically tell me that Devontae Adams is going to turn this around? I mean, I get he's a great receiver, but Ramsey shut a lot of people down. I have the uh, the exact numbers, actually, in terms of uh, what Jalen Ramsey's given up in terms of, of coverage to uh, big-name receivers in 2021. Uh, let's see if I can find this here while I'm, while I'm talking, and, of course, it never Yeah, feels. so, again, this is – I mean, I feel if the Rams can put up 20-plus points, they win this football game. 20-plus? I mean, talk me – 20 plus points. Let's say they put up like 25 points. I would say at 25, it's a coin flip because Green Bay is, is a streaky team in terms of getting that passing game going. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. 25, I think they definitely have a coin flip. If they get into 28, 29, 30, then I think that number goes up exponentially. Yeah. No, I get it. I just, you know, this defense has been playing out of its mind. And while Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I just can't buy into the fact that they're going to be light years ahead of this defense. No. And in really bad weather, cold weather and everything, it's going to be an interesting kind of take on this. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm I'm picking Green Bay to win, but the, if, if there's any upset to happen, I honestly think this is going to be the least surprising. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, so are you taking the Rams then? I'm not taking the Rams. I think Green Bay wins this game, but I'm just I'm openly saying that I feel like you said out of anyone this is the upset. This is probably like a last possession, you know, get a get a field goal to either put it out of reach late or get a get a late field goal to to win it type deal for uh, for the right. Packers. I'm just really wondering if Rodgers can handle that having Adams truly available to him. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's the early game on Saturday. The late game Saturday nights, Baltimore at Buffalo. Uh, Lamar and the Ravens. God, they uh, they exacted this is a, a game I want to watch. They exacted a little bit of revenge in the win at Tennessee last week, based off the celebration after the uh, the late interception led by Marcus Peters uh, late in that in that contest. You kind of feel like that was their Super Bowl. Maybe uh, I'm curious about the team mindset though going into Buffalo. I don't think it, that was their Super Bowl. I think it's more along the lines of that they were just caught up in the moment. I think this might be their Super Bowl. Okay. I really think there's a lot of disrespect for Josh Allen in that Ravens locker room. I think there's a want... lot of disrespect for Josh Allen in every locker room. Yeah, but I think this is one of those where it feels like they want to prove that Josh Allen's not that good and that Lamar's a lot better. They got to run the ball. Yeah, it's Ravens. not hard against Buffalo, though. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if you're ever telling me there's a bad matchup for the Bills, this is it. Because this is, the, this is the game. This is the game where they can't stop the run, and this one team runs the football really well. Yeah. And if they get up and force the Bills to become more one-dimensional, I just don't know how you're going to – you're going to beat them. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I, I looking at Buffalo, that win last week was, was good for them because I mean, it did get a playoff monkey off of 
their coach is back and their quarterbacks back. That said, it's it's a, it's a curiosity for me that you know how which of these teams answers the bell this week because they could easily be like look at last week and say hey we did it and right. not be I, as focused into into this week. Well, the interesting thing was you and I were both on that we felt if any team could get beat, it was the Bills mm-hmm. getting beat by you yeah. know the Colts. Yeah, I'm, and. That Colts team took it down to the wire. They Rivers just doesn't have it. They should have won that game. If, if they don't doink know. a kick and they don't make stupid decisions down the stretch, they, they're yeah. playing this week. They're, you know, they're, they're at Kansas City this week. But Well, doink a kick, kick and then screw up that um, last possession in yep. the first half. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I'm with the Ravens on this one. I, I, I honestly think that they exercised a little bit of a demon last week, finally got that first playoff win under Lamar Jackson, and now – they're going to go into Buffalo with a, with a little bit of chip on their shoulder because everyone's going to think that maybe last week was a fluke. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I do feel like this Ravens team is motivated. It just seems it seems the attitude's a little different than what we remember it from. On to Sunday, the early game, 305 Eastern on CBS. Cleveland heads to Kansas City. Everyone and their dog has talked about all oh, the last time Baker and, and, and Patrick Mahomes played. It was a 72-68. I, I vomit every time I see that game, mainly because I get PTSD from seeing Mike Stoops' defenses. But um, it was truly a track meet game back in 2016. This game I don't feel is going to be anywhere near the fireworks that that game had. And I am very interested to see, Jeff, what Kansas City can do off a of bye week. This is a team that did not really have the same explosiveness that maybe they had in 2019, and they just flip the switch whenever they need to. Can they survive against a, a an improved defense just being able to uh, to flip the switch? Yeah, I... <clears throat> you know, I, I feel you made that comment about the previous game. I think the Browns-Steelers was the Browns' Super Bowl. And the fact that their players are out there signing helmets, you know, with their stats from the game mm. and then saying Corvette, Corvette on it or whatever else. I really feel this is the Brown Super Bowl. That was the Brown Super Bowl. I think I think you're going to see a Kansas City team that season comes in, acts like a bunch of veterans and just kicks their ass up and down the field for an entire game. This is going to be a what I call a first possession sleeper. After the first possession uh, for both teams, you are going to know exactly the end result of this contest. If Kansas City gets the ball first, goes down and scores in like six plays, and Cleveland goes three and out, 42 to 10. Yeah. If, oh, totally. If Cleveland, you know, if, if Kansas City sputters around, punts, maybe kicks a field goal, and then Cleveland goes down and kicks, you know, puts together a, a little decent drive of two or three first downs and ends up pinning Kansas City deep, okay, then we're in for it. And then, but if, if, like I said, if Kansas City scores early, Cleveland punts or throws a pick, go ahead and take a nap. Yeah. This is, this just screams blowout. I really feel like the Browns are, you know, and they're all excited. Oh, we're getting guys back from COVID and our coach is coming mm-hmm. back. I just think we're, I think they're not seeing the forest through the trees. I think they, they won their Super Bowl and now they, they feel like all the pressure's off and they can just go do what they want to do. And Kansas City's sitting there prepping. My favorite story of last week uh, involved Kevin Stefanski watching his game in his basement alone. Um, be his The TV that he was watching on, I don't know if it was streaming or what, but he said it was a good 45 seconds behind the TV that his family was watching upstairs. 
So the first play of the game, when the snap goes over Roethlisberger's head, people upstairs are going apeshit. And he's like, what's happening? What's going on? And then he sees the play, and then he starts going crazy. But that that just cracked me up because I've been in that environment to where you're watching a game with people, like you're talking with your friends on the phone or something like that, and they're like, oh, my God. And you're like, what? What happens? That's very very relatable moment. Yeah, I've had that happen a bunch, especially like I've had it. I did it to someone in a World Series game. Oh, damn. So I, I can tell you it was game two when Paul Canerco hit the Grand Slam. I called my buddy like, holy crap, can you believe he just hit that grand slam? He's like, what are you talking about? And then 30 seconds later, he hits the dong. And he's like, I'm like, I'm like, you have cable. Why is your signal so low? You know, this was before streaming. I'm like, what's wrong with you? That is so good. He goes, oh, I paused my TV because, you know, whatever he had to do with his dog. And he's like, I'm behind him. Like, catch up. I I cannot. I, I refused, Jeff, to take my dog outside during playoff games. Because of scenarios exactly like that. <laughs> like, look, yeah, you're but- going to have to pee at halftime or after the game. I don't care. Well, I'm squeezing you at halftime, and then I'm, you know, putting you in the tub before the game ends. Throw, throw you outside. Uh, the nightcap Sunday night, Tampa against New Orleans. Third time that these teams will have faced off this season. New Orleans winning the first two. Hard to beat a team three times in the regular season, especially considering how good Tampa Bay has played of late. And especially considering how big they kicked the shit out of Tampa, New Orleans kicked the shit out of Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of those where you're like, uh, you remember first game of the year, they're like, Brady's still gelling, and right. then they come in and just beat the living snot out of yep. them, and now you're kind of going, what's going on here? But you're right, Tampa Bay is in a spot where they're peaking, and it, it I, I just can't buy into, like I said, that New Orleans is a good team right now. I, I am with you in that, and that scares me that we have agreed on all four games. This is a scenario, though, I think for the Bucks to where everything's falling into place at the right time. And it's fucking Tom Brady luck all over again. I mean, they get they get Antonio Brown into the, into the fold. He started and he had a, a monster game. And then, you know, Mike Evans playing with an injury and, and everything else just seems to kind of be going their way. Yeah. And now you're just upset about that or I'm lost. I, I mean, it's just I'm tired of seeing this. Like, can can one bad thing outside of a knee injury happen to Tom Brady for once in his fucking life? Well, I mean, this is, you he's know, ma- this is he's knocked my- up two supermodels. Like, come on. Yeah, this is where my life is going to get caught and, you know, obviously going to have issues is what if next week is Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady? I'm here to tell you it's going to be Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Yeah, but who the hell do I root for? I I don't see you rooting for for Rodgers. Right, and so I'm just holding my nose and rooting for Brady? I think so. Or or you just go full full heel and just be like an AFC guy for for a few weeks. Well, I mean, obviously, no matter who – I mean, I'm now in the boat that what whoever wins that game, I'm pulling for the AFC in the Super Bowl, right? Even if it's Josh Allen and the Bills? Well, I, that was going to be my one exception, but I don't <laughs> feel Josh Allen and the Bills is going to get that far. I, I'm with you. So, but okay, let's say it comes down to that. Let's say it comes down to, um, I mean, Mahomes and Kansas City. That, one, that one's an, ob- an obvious one. If it's Lamar, Josh Allen, or Baker Mayfield – versus Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Where are you going? 
It's Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. I'm taking Brady. No, no, no. I'm saying it's it's th- the three against the two. Like okay, those, so what was it again? So it's 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 Baker, Lamar, Josh Allen, or Rodgers and Brady. Oh, I'd probably if it was Brady versus any of those guys, I'd take Brady. If it was any of those guys versus um, Rodgers, I'd take you know Lamar or whoever. So you you so you so are I, right I'm now saying actively go against either that group from the AFC unless it's Rodgers, and then no matter who it is, I'm going against Rodgers. So if it's Rodgers versus Baker? If it's Rodgers versus Baker, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm wearing a Baker Mayfield. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I just found our uh, uh, the, the clip for this week's episode. Jeff, I mean, Jeff agrees to, to wear a Baker Mayfield jersey if... <laughs> If 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 he's facing Aaron Rodgers, if it's Browns Packers in the Super Bowl, Jeff is all in. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, I don't know what else to do. Go for a walk. Do anything other than watch the game. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you don't know. It's like this kind of sucks. Yeah, that would be a weird weird situation to be in for you. I would imagine. Oh, totally weird situation. So we're both on Green Bay, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Tampa. Think so. Okay. Any any um from a gambling aspect, um I mean I, I, I know who Fat Jack's taking, so I'm not I'm not gonna give that to you just yet. What's the what's the play this week? What 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 side total anything that you like this week? Ooh, you know, it's uh, I mean it I, I feel if it is snowing that I really like the over and uh, Baltimore Buffalo if it's not snowing then I probably wouldn't place that wager down gotcha I, I gotta tell you I like Kansas City minus the 10 okay I know it seems crazy but I just feel like that Brown secondary could get just butt raped if it happens yes Chiefs are that's, not that's good the against the no run really talking about they keep kind of talking about all this other stuff and they have to realize they beat a really bad Steelers team yeah that is that is absolutely the case. I'm actually going to take Cleveland plus the ten as my as my my play of the week. I I honestly think that they're going to play Kansas City well enough with, with especially with the run game to at least keep them in it. You know, in that ten to thirteen point range, and they're going to get a backdoor. No, I get it. I don't know <laughs> if I can, I don't know if I can get I, I can't get that lucky two weeks in a row. I had a really good week last week. Picking games and props and everything else, but yeah, you and Jack had a really good week last week. Jack had a really good national championship game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. With uh, with the, the the side and props and everything else, it was it was a good week to be a, a member of the uh, a client of the Fat Jack Sports Service. You can too. One eight hundred two nine eight one three eight three. Or easiest thing to do, go just go to fatjacksports.com. You don't even have to talk to anybody. Just go sign up, get the picks, text or or uh, email to you. Uh, out well before the games uh, as we record this show on uh, on Thursday. Uh, already two picks out for this weekend, so you can shop nice. lines. It's all the fun stuff. All right, uh, final thoughts before we get out of here this week. You know what? I, I do enjoy the NFL slate this time. I think you have a shot at – you do have a shot at two bad games this week, but I do like the NFL slate a lot better than I've liked it in previous weeks, obviously. Right. This uh, this this is going to be one of the more entertaining, um, 
or I, should, I should say, I think last week's going to be one of the more entertaining weeks. I think this week is kind of the blowout week. Um, at least has the capability of being blowouts. I think both Green Bay and Kansas City have the, the possibility of having monster monster wins. I, th- I think Tampa and New Orleans is probably going to be like the game of the week and the game that most people are going to remember from this weekend. And I think uh, that's... <sighs> yeah, that, there's some nap opportunities, though, out there, too. Yeah, there are some nap opportunities out there. I'm not going to argue with you on that. I just... It, it, this is one of those that... Uh, I mean, I think really the Rams-Packers game could set the tone for this entire week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what are you going to do next Saturday when we don't have an NFL playoff game? Ooh, um, I have no idea because, I mean, pretty much every weekend blends into each other now that I'm locked at home. <laughs> I'd say it's, it's honeydew weekend all the time. Yeah, it is, especially when you've moved or done anything else. I mean, and there's not really the, – the biggest problem about having young kids is you can't watch any good TV. Yeah, because your kids are what? The first thing I always hear is, Daddy, they just said a bad word. Your kids are what, four and 18 five months? Five and two. Okay, so it wasn't far off. And so yeah, five-year-old's starting to learn how to spell, which sucks. <sighs> so you got to come up with code words for everything. Yeah. The, the spelling deal is definitely out. Yeah, you got you got to go code word for everything from dessert to um, punishment to being like, "Hey, baby, let's go in the other room." Yeah, that's kind of where it is now. I mean the the only the only thing that's pretty funny is some of the new cartoons that are out there. They've gotten back into putting adult humor in it. Like, uh, there's one called Bluey, and it basically involves the dad getting kicked in the balls a lot and i think that's pretty funny and he like recognizes he gets kicked in the junk he's like oh my biscuits or whatever else and i'm kind of like oh you're actually gonna go there i got turned you know? on i got turned on to a show called brickleberry dude that's the best oh my that's god daniel tosh show man. yeah my uh my wife's hairdresser actually like recommended it and i i've nearly pissed myself laughing at that show the first couple seasons are great and then it got weird and that's saying something from a show with a, a talking bear. Yeah. Like, it gets really out there and weird. Like, But it was can't-miss television for me for, like, the first two seasons. Yet again, late to the party. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of Three Points Dance Magazine. We'll be back next week to set the table for the AFC and NFC Championship games the following Sunday. And then we'll ride around the corner from Super Bowl 55. By the way, a uh, real quick gripe about whoever – designs the super bowl logo uh they got it they went with the very standard like the silver you know whatever thing that they've done with super bowl logos over the last 10 15 years they positioned it wrong this year because they've got the l for 50 and then they got the super bowl trophy and then v so in my brain it's super bowl liv super bowl 54 but that was last year move the fucking statue move move the trophy all, yeah, all I care about. That's all you got to do. Like, just make it easy so that we can all understand it. Even though ninety nine percent of the country doesn't understand Roman numerals. Yeah, I would say that's fair. There was a there was a a Jeopardy category uh, a couple weeks ago that had to, you had to do math, and it was all in like Roman numerals, and I nearly just kicked my television. That's crazy. I, I, I had panicked breathing. It was not pretty. All right. Like I said, that wraps up this edition. We'll be back next week. Football is back, and uh, it's, it's coming to an end. Only seven games left this season. Enjoy it while it's there. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it here on Three Points Dance Magazine. This is Three Points Dance Magazine. For all the latest news and insight, stay connected with Three Points Dance Magazine online 
at 3psmag.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and through your favorite podcast site. We'll be back next week with another edition of Three Point Stance Magazine.